FPL General and the Prince Abdullah here to talk FPL. Welcome listeners and watchers to a very special edition of the FAL Surgery Podcast, coming to you on the 20th of July 2020, episode 180. We have two great guests on tonight. First guest has three top 1k finishes in FPL, with his best being 102. The legend that is FPL General, aka Mark McGettigan. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Hi, Iceman. Good to be here. It's been it's been quite a while since we've done a podcast together, so has, glad we've yeah. been able to squeeze one in before the season finishes. Yeah, it's nice to have you on. I mean, I can't believe you haven't been on yet. It's probably because you're too busy with your full time FPO, isn't it? I think it's because I never got that. What 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 is it when you get a hat trick? Is it a is it a a, a mouse mat or something or a, or a, or not, a coaster? Yeah, I've got to send you something. <laughs> I'm due to send a lot of people things. I think I owe uh, Stefan a, a shirt or something. So I've got... You're going to be busy to making trips, trips to the post office during <laughs> the summer? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, to join myself and Mark, we have none other than the owner of Sheffield United Football Club. He has four top 10K finishes in FPL, two within the top 200, with his best being 51st. Welcome to the podcast, Prince Abdullah bin Massad. Nice to be with you guys. I listen to your podcast, both of you, every week. Good, good. I'm glad you did. We've been on for an interview before, and if you didn't know which uh, episode that was, it was 147 listeners, so if you want to listen back to that. But did you get any feedback from that particular episode, Prince? Yes, I mean, I have a lot of Saudi friends who follow fantasy, and they love fantasy. We have a big mini league, which is like really competitive, and I'm now leading by 40 more points, leading my brother, so I don't want him to catch me. Oh, you can, you can wait to get that in there, can you? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to listen back to this and just be... Yeah. Fantasy, Premier League fantasy is very popular here in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, I have seen that. Is We also get quite a lot of uh, comments on, on Twitter from a lot of uh, Saudis. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, well, great to have you both on. FPL royalty and actual royalty. Thank you for being here with me. Just to make the listeners aware, this isn't only an audio podcast, it's also a visual one. So you can see us on YouTube. If you search FPL Surgery, you can see our beautiful faces there. To sum up what we're going to do on this episode, the first part of the podcast, we're going to go over both the prints and the general season, what strategies they have kept to, etc., and see where that, that takes us. And then the second part, we'll be going over listener questions, and then we'll finish on who we think to have for game week 38. Right, let's get into this then. So your season's so far. I'll come to you first, Prince Abdullah. Back in October, you said you were 394,000. Now you're currently ranked at 2,960 before tonight's games. Uh, so you're having a great season. Can you please tell us what strategies and rules you've kept to this season? I always use the same strategy. Maybe this week, I'm, this year, I'm, I didn't t- t- take too many hits. I usually watch all the games. I think I have an advantage uh, over both of you guys. I, I really don't miss a, a Premier League game. I don't travel. I don't, uh, no family visits, nothing. I mean, when it's Premier League, it's Premier League. I sit and watch all the games. So I think that's an advantage. It's one thing reading the stats and uh, uh, looking at the numbers, when you, but, but, but when you watch the game, it's different. Uh, usually one of my faults that I'm not very patient. I, I tend to, to do my transfers early. Uh, oh. But I haven't been punished this year. So like most of the players I bring, that's why I have also, it's, it's an advantage when you have high, t- I always ha- have uh, high team value. 
but uh, I'm doing okay. I think if it were if it was not for the the stop and the extra transfers, I I may done better. But I think the the free transfers maybe helped me a little, but I can't complain. So you do your early transfers, what just based on you you want to get your transfers out early, or do, are you searching for that team value? I, I usually, as I said, watch the games and look at the fixtures and uh, see uh, who's uh, who's 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 becoming hot and uh, those sort of things. And you know, I also believe I'm starting to believe more and more now. That uh, you remember when we uh, made that uh, podcast, I told you like when you have Manny, for instance, and uh, mm. he's hot and Salah is not doing very well. I think it's time to do like uh, to to switch to Salah. And uh, yeah. I think that. So sometimes, like when you have hot players, you you, you know you, you need to know when it's time to jump out of them and go to like good players who haven't performed yet, because eventually all of them get their numbers, most of mm. them. Yeah, well, you, you've had both Salah and Mane because I've, I've seen you've captained both of them. They're they're your two most captain players this season. Uh, I, I looked on uh, FPLReview.com and it looks like most of your points from captaincy come from them too. Uh, so you've actually captained 14 different players over this season as well. And I know you mentioned on uh, that podcast that two years ago you perma-captained Kane and you didn't do so well. So this year you you tend to go with your gut. Yes. Uh, and you also said that you would be okay if you went with your gut, if you got a red arrow because it's more that it's your fault type of thing. Is, is that how you've kind of followed this year then? Here, uh, it's, I mean, the, the one week I was really like down and uh, not happy with myself is the one week I didn't go with my gut. And it only cost me four points. It's like three, two weeks ago, I captained Jimenez, but I had Doherty as a captain, like I changed it three minutes before deadline. And uh, Doherty got six points and Jimenez got two. But other than that, I, I don't regret it. I just picked the captain I, I, I think will perform better and I go with them. I don't like. I don't let anything influence me. Maybe only information, but not. So, so what influenced you on that occasion, though? So you say you don't, you didn't go with your gut, but on that occasion, for some reason, I, I, I'm, my, my sleep is messed up, and I woke up early, and I had my iPad with me, and then I checked all the <laughs> like the live captain, and it was all everybody was captaining uh, Jimenez, and I said, okay, so I'm now my ranking is good. If I go with him, if I don't go with Jimenez, and he. He scores like two goals, then I will lose a lot of uh, like ranking. So I did that, but it was a horrible week. It was the first game of the week. And, uh, you know, it, it's not good when you miss the first game of the week. I, I mean, usually when, when in doubt, I like to pick the last game of the week to have my captain. So you always, you're always happy. <laughs> I mean, you're always captain in, in the last game. It, it, it always gives you hope. You know, yeah. I was the same. I was the same that week. I was on Jimenez. I think it was... That was a very long game week as well. You know, it was the best part of a week. So once you, you know, once your captain fails in the first game, it's you know it's going to be a red arrow basically, and you just have to watch everybody else's captains do well for for days and days. I hate I hate that thinking though. It, it doesn't make sense for a, a logical point of view. You should just go with who you think's the best captain. Surely that's what you should do. But I know there's that on the back of your mind thinking, uh, if I just do it later then I'm not going to have a dreadful weekend type of thinking but don't you think part of the game is having fun mm, yeah <laughs> no, yeah it's true I have it for the last week I mean for me if you also believe in like uh, high power I say pray, I pray I pray all that week my, my player like get more points you have more time to play <laughs> so so you mentioned that you were looking at live captain where were you looking at that from was that the live FPL I think 
So fantasy football fix. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I looked at your season review. Who do you think that has scored you the most points this season? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say it has to be one of the usual suspects. Manny, maybe. Yeah. Yes, it is Manny. Yeah. He is top on 235. KDB has given you 181. Yeah. I think Salah. Uh, let me just get up because I've got you. Um, team here on season review which you can see on the video listeners so you can see that his captaincy is there 136 from Salah and 104 from Mane so it looks like you've captained Salah more um, but yeah your points Mane's taken the, the brunt of those lot mattered most that week when he had uh, the double week I, I didn't triple captain him then. I, I captained him. I, I was going to captain Manny. I don't want to bring bad memories to Mark, but uh, I, 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 I captained Salah. But I, I wish I, I, I could have, I, I would, I mean, did uh, triple captain him, but I didn't. That been bad memories for you, Mark? I've... You almost uh, you almost lost me from the podcast there. I was, gonna <laughs> ha- I was just going to hang up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about triple captaincy there, but that was a, that was a painful one. But again, um, just one of those things you can't, you know, Manny, one of the fittest players in the league who never gets injured. And then, of course, he goes down in the first game of a double game. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. Um, let's move on to your team now then, Mark. Um, how are you getting on so far this season? You're currently ranked 20k before tonight's games. But firstly, though, I've made a transfer from Jimenez to Wood this week. And I know that the Wolves game will be on in the background. I want no celebrating. I've already warned you that I'm going to appear with a donkey face if you do celebrate. So just beware. I've got my sombrero and my and my corona ready to pop it open as soon as he scores. Yeah, as soon as him and his scores, then there will be lots of celebrations for you too, but not for me. No, I'm not looking I don't have him so I'm with you. Oh, you don't? Oh, that's okay. I'd be the only one celebrating then. I've got, I've got it ready anyway, for as the listeners can see, just in case. All right, so, um, yeah, your season so far. Um, I think let's, let's move it down to the questions that we got. We, we did get a couple of questions of this. One from at uh, an entity abroad from our Slack channel. He asks, the general has a list of FPL rules that he sticks to. I'm wondering if uh, anything he's learned this year that will change those rules. And also uh, Mark at mbison22 from Twitter is saying as well, uh, can the general finally reveal his golden rules of FPL that he has written down on a post-it note on his computer? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if you have an image of, uh, for the for the for the viewers, or do you want me to just run through these? I do, I do have an image. I will pop that up on the screen now. And... I'll go through it anyway for the for the audio listener. So it's it's not very long. I mean, this is it's not uh, it's not any you know rocket science formula. Hmm. It's pretty basic stuff. But basically, when this season started, I I had my worst ever season last season. You know, I finished over five hundred k. So it brought me back down to earth after probably five or six pretty good seasons. So it was a case of for me, going back to basics this year and, and just trying to simplify things and go back to what has worked for me in the past. So back in August time, I just printed out an A4 sheet of paper with a couple of bullet points on it, and I just stuck it up beside my, my computer. So every time when it came to making a transfer, then I had that in the background, I would go through the checklist. So very simple. I'll just run through it, have a plan and stick to it, avoid bandwagons, avoid injury-prone players, which I made a list of them. Uh, Danny Ings was on it, which has w- went against me. So maybe that's something I will, you know, what you know, look at next season. Maybe not to be as strict with that one. No transfers until Friday, unless I have zero point zero million in the bank. Don't worry about team value. 
identify captain picks a few weeks in advance, um, have a core group of players and trust them long term. I think that comes down to patience. Focus on the top teams, three City players and three Liverpool players as often as possible. Don't let fear ruin your transfers. I test number one, backed up by the stats. Be open to a new approach with the chips. And don't be afraid of hits if they drastically improve the squad. And the big one for me, I think, is bank a transfer as often as possible. So I follow that pretty strictly this season. Um, I think I have banked a transfer very often. And then having, I just think having those two free transfers plus the extra week of information, it, it leaves you very flexible. And it, it opens the door for the mini wildcard. Then, you know, you, you can take a minus four, make three transfers, and then your team can look quite you know, drastically different after that. So, yeah, it's been a patient season. Not many hits, probably three or four hits over the course of the season, which is pretty standard for me going back to my to my good season. So again, back to what worked in previous seasons, and it's been a slow and steady, slow and steady climb. I got lucky with um, with the break. I played my wild card just before I think it was game week twenty six. So I got I think I got three game weeks out of that wild card, and and I did well. I went from about one hundred and ten k up to around forty or fifty, and then I was able just to climb since the restart. So that was well-timed second wildcard yeah i think it moves back to what the prince said really having fun and you know keeping those two transfers doesn't that make you just feel really comfortable that you're in control of what's going on a little bit more how you've just always got that one transfer that you can be like right well if this happens or this happens i'm able to change that around that's it makes me feel comfortable anyway. yeah it's just you almost you almost feel more more powerful, you know. Especially, it's not even just the two two free transfers. I think the extra week of information because we know so much changes very quickly in FPL. You'll have a player who's everyone wants him one week. The following week, people are selling them. So you know, this is a good example. Go down to game week thirty eight. I thought that's the ideal time to save yourself a transfer because we're going to get unpredictable lineups probably on the final day. If you've got those two free transfers, just to leave yourself flexible. You know, it's very hard to, to move from a big striker to a big midfielder with just mm. one transfer. So I always try and do that as often as possible. Yeah. But Prince, do you, do you keep to any of those uh, rules or any of those which you definitely do? I know you don't keep to the to the Friday one, but uh, any others which... Um... I, 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 always, I, I don't like injury-prone players. I don't like players who don't start. I mean, that's definite no-no. I mean, uh, uh, my even my bench players have... Even the backup goalkeeper, uh, except for the seed. Usually, I like to have go- two goalkeepers who play, a bench, all of them who play. Uh, I don't like, as I said, injury pro players. I don't go with the with the like bank like if there's if, if, if like if uh, if a player who usually doesn't score a lot and he had like back to back and everybody bring him. I, I like it because that's for me a wasted transfer for my competitors. So I don't uh, go with what everybody uh, like with the uh, like with the with the crowd sometimes. Uh, I also use my first wild card early because I think uh, uh, to build team value, and I usually use it in week uh, between week two and four. Mm. I, I I don't use my other my second wild card until uh, like the double the the doubles like uh, uh, and free hit. I keep those chips to the end of the season. Mm. I used mm. my triple captain in a double week usually. This week I didn't do it. I thought that would be double week left, but then there, there was no double week, so I used it in Martial uh, last week. With Which a, worked out really well for you, yeah, didn't it? Very well, and it could have been much better. I think Martial missed uh, like one great chance at the beginning of the game, but I can't complain. He got me, I think, 13 points, 39. 
So that's that's it. I use uh, the I'm flexible with my first wild card. I'm like strict with my my ships. I, I don't use them till late in the season. Yeah. No, every every player in my roster has to start to be a starter and. Uh, uh, I, I I read, of course, I follow like I read all, like I follow the NFL. I read, I mean, sorry, the NFL. I follow Premier League and uh, <laughs> all the like uh, news and I follow the news. I follow like, uh, but at the end of the day, I maybe my sin is just because I'm not patient. I don't, the clear advantage I build up team value. I, I, I usually do my transfers early. Yeah, yeah. I know you mentioned on the uh, on the last podcast uh, that we're on the interview, you're saying that you haven't paid too much attention to articles. You you kind of are aware of them, but you don't let them affect your decisions as much. So, like 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 you were saying with the going with your gut more. That's more what you yeah, do. Yeah. I think what is gut? Gut is like uh, all the experience you have with the information mm. you have, and uh, then uh, the more the more you the, the more experience, the more education, the more information you have. That's what make guts yeah it's like what's the kitchen inside you and the kitchen just tell you like, this is what, what what you should do and you don't know why you think <laughs> that but i'm sure it's usually based on many information you have and many like past uh past things that happened to you so that's like gut is for me it's not luck or something uh, like uh, uh, uh random it's mm-hmm. uh, something uh, you reach like from your experience and the information you have you don't know maybe sometimes how but it's based on, uh, on on solid things usually. Yeah, yeah, past information as well. Well, so found out something new. Prince Abdullah makes his decisions in the kitchen. Uh, General, what's your um, your thoughts on the wild card? I know, when did you use yours at the start of the season and towards the end um, of the season? You said you used it before the break, didn't you? Yeah, so the second one was in game week 26. And the first one, usually I would be like Abdullah and I would pr- play quite early. You know, game week four or five, maybe, you know, would have been quite a common time for me in the past. Hmm. But this season, I, I went into the season and I, I didn't, you know, sometimes in previous seasons, I would say, I'm going to set up for the first four weeks and then I'm going to wildcard. I'm going to set up for the first six weeks and then I'm going to wildcard. But this season, I didn't. I went in with with an open mind and I thought, you know, if things go well, I'll keep it. But if I need it, I'll use it. And I ended up keeping it to the very last minute, which was, I think, game week 19 going into game week 20. So around right at the end of December. And even when I played it, I think I made four changes. I think I made two changes in my starting 11 and two changes on the bench. So it was a case of I was very happy with my squad for most of the season. So I think people fall into the trap with a wild card. You feel like you need to to make loads of changes just because you've got a wild card. But it should really only be used to make those essential, you know, weak areas of your squad stronger. So, and even I even made mistakes on the wild card. You know, I played it late, and I got I got rid of Nick Pope and gave me twenty, and then second wild card gave me twenty six. I got him straight back in because you just I think it's important in FPL as well. You go, any mistakes you make, don't be stubborn. Go back and fix them. Yeah. So yeah, this season was was a strange one. Keeping it for so long, it felt very strange. But at the same time, there was no point before that where I felt that I really needed it. You know, when I was saving a transfer most weeks anyway, I was able to just to manage the squad quite a, you know efficiently. So it, it never needed you know, you know loads and loads of changes. So again, next season will be the same. It, I won't have a plan. I won't say I'm going to play it early. I'm going to play it late. I think you've got to just see how the season pans out to, to begin with. Staying flexible, yeah, yeah. that's the key. How, uh, how you got a hundred and four, no, hundred and thirty-four points from Pope this season. So yeah, you gained off him. Who do you think is your biggest scorer this season? 
It's probably going to be one of the, the big guys. Probably Trent or KDB would be my guess, I think. Uh, no, it's Salah on ah, two, 233. Then it's KDB. And then I think it is Trent. Um, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't mention Salah there because I sold him before his 18-pointer last week. So... <laughs> You are like that with certain things, aren't you? Where if they've done something too good, you're like, I can't even, I can't even talk about them. I know it's, it's like Danny Ings. I, I, I don't think Danny Ings' name has ever been mentioned on my 59th minute podcast because it just it hurts me too much to talk about him. Yeah, he's one of the top goal scorers. You know that. Yeah, he's <sighs> doing well. That was a good penalty at the weekend, wasn't that? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, the miss was was good for me considering I I didn't have him. Let's move on. So uh, also you've um, captained twelve different captains this season as well. So you're keeping it quite flexible. Yeah, captaincy. Do you know what captaincy is the thing I hate most about FBL? To be honest, it's yeah. I, I again I don't think I've done very well. I'll go back at the end of the season and look at you know the percentage of of how many successful captains I've done. But I did a few Patreon podcasts um, looking at Magnus Carlsen and. and I think Chris McGowan was world number one for a while as well. And mm. when I was comparing my own captaincy to their captaincies, I was way behind. You know, it's oh, yeah. something that really, it's something I don't like about the game. I wish it was a lucky aspect. Yeah, it? it adds a lot of variance, you know, and if you get a few wrong, then you try and start second guessing yourself. And it's, it's, it's just something I've always struggled with is the captaincy. Yeah. yeah. Right, let's move on then. So a question to both of you now. Which teams and all players have impressed you the most this season. I'll come to you first, Abdullah. Who's impressed you the most? Uh, back on the, the podcast that we're on, I know Jamie Vardy was one that you really wanted. You're talking fantasy, not here. Yeah. yeah, of course. Trent Alexander for me this year is, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wonder how much he will be priced next year. I mean, I think the, the, yeah. the highest we had a defender is seven and a half, right? Uh, yeah, I think Baines, yeah. Seven and a half. Maybe time to have maybe our first eight uh, million defender next year. Yeah, because he's practically a midfielder. Yes, I think Trent Alexander, uh, 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 De this year was really, I mean, was great. Uh, who else? Of course, Lundstrom, like the, the first half. Of the- <laughs> and I, he's one of the players actually who hurt my ranking. I didn't start him in my team when we scored. He, when he scored twelve points against Everton, he wasn't in my. I, he was on my bench. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I would say uh, Trent Alexander and De Bruyne and Manny. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember you saying on, on the last pod that you would you almost commit suicide because he was always, whenever he scored big, he was on your bench. Yes. But uh, I think uh, uh, I, I told you, I, let's just, I mean, uh, talk about the elephant in the room, McBurney, because I'm sure you'll bring that. Yeah, well, I was going to get on to that on the uh, on the questions. I'm definitely getting to it. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Um, I'll come to General uh, first. Who, who's impressed you the most, uh, Mark, and teams and players so far this season? Yeah, I think I think teams will, will stand out, I think, in terms of just pure Premier League and, and also for mm. FPL as well. You know, lots of value in their defence, like Saiz and and Bowley since he's come back and, and Triori's been good at times as well. And Jimenez just, we all said he was too expensive at the start of the season and he just did it again. Um, Sheffield United as well, Abdullah mentioned there, Lundstrom, but I think even the likes of, you know, the wingbacks, Stevens and Baldock, I mean, the way they play and, and Dean Henderson, you know, Dean Henderson's been, been amazing. As a Manchester United fan, I hope uh, I hope he's in my team next season, not in, not in Abdullah's team. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, a few others. I mean, that man Danny Ings has been amazing. I haven't, I've barely owned him all season, but he's just had a phenomenal season. You know, every time I watch a Southampton game, I'm just waiting for him to score. Or if I'm not watching the game, I'm waiting for the 
notification to come through. I think Martial as well, especially since the restart, you know, out of position, very cheap, you know, Manchester United player. He's really upped his game as well. And, you know, he's probably going to be a forward next season. So we need to enjoy him for the last couple of games while we can. Yeah, great shouts in there. I do think that Wolves and definitely your Sheffield United have impressed me quite a lot uh, this season. Been a team which have been steady for points, especially Henderson. I suppose you're going to be pretty gutted when Henderson goes this season, are you? I have a feeling, uh, I'd say it's 50-50 he will stay. <laughs> I don't think Manchester United is yet uh, ready to start him over the here. And I don't think he would like to be to so I think we have a good chance of getting him uh, Henderson for next year. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Right, let, let's move on to the listener questions now because we've got a few here. I'm going to open up with a couple of questions for both of you then. So Flapjack at Flapjack FPL is saying on Twitter, what are your favourite ever FPL captaincies and what has your history of the triple captain been like over the years? If you want to answer that one first, Abdullah. I one time Captain Dempsey when he scored a hat trick uh, with with Fulham. Oh, nice. Uh, one time I Captain Benteke, I think he was with uh, Aston Villa and he scored uh, also hat trick. And my best one I think is Gerard uh, in a double week uh, when he scored a hat trick against Everton. That that was the year I finished one ninety four uh, mm. overall, and I think uh, captaining. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was Gerard, I think. Uh, everybody captain Suarez, uh, Suarez that week what I captain Gerard and he, he got hat-trick against Everton and the clean sheet and the three-point bonus, of course. Yeah, so that was the year 2012-2013. I wasn't captain a lot by a lot of, like, you know, the key is not only to captain somebody who will hat-trick. If, if, if nobody, like, if, if, if uh, like, not a lot of people captain them, that make a huge difference in your rank. Mm, yeah. And what, what, what about your triple captaincy, which has been your best? Who have you triple captained this year? So it was Marshall, so it's gone pretty well. What about last year and the year before? Uh, the year before it was Kane when he had the hat trick. Oh, nice. That's complete. The year before that, do you remember? Was Lukaku with Everton in a double week, and he got me four points. <laughs> Never forget that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What about you then, Mark? Yeah, um, I've already told you that I hate captaincy. So I was trying to think of how many memorable captaincies that I have, and I, I definitely don't have as many as Abdullah. The only one that really stands out to me is, I've mentioned it a few times before, is, is uh, Theo Walcott game at 38 a few years ago. Yeah, when he scored I did the, the same. hat-trick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going into the final day against my, my mini-league rival. He was 31 points ahead of me going into the final day. He captained Suarez... And I cap not not Suarez, sorry, Sanchez for Arsenal. And I captained Walcott. Arsenal won five 0 Walcott got the hat trick, and I, I don't think um, Sanchez even got an assist that day. So hmm. I ended up winning the mini league on the final day, thanks to forty points. I think Theo got me. So um, I'm going to have to put up a Nick Pope's going to go up here on one side, and I'll, I'll put Theo Walcott on the other side. Then for legend, that. FPL legend. <laughs> I said I was trying to explain to people who are new to FPL that Theo Walcott actually used to be good for for scoring yeah. points. Yeah. A triple captaincy. Then I had a look. I, I actually couldn't remember last season, so I had to go back. This season, as mentioned, Sadio Mane. Well, we won't talk anymore about that one. Um, but previously, it's been okay. Last season, I went for. I think it was Sadio Mane last season as well when Liverpool beat Huddersfield five 0 But Salah. He, Salah actually outscored him that day. I remember Manny hit the post right at the end. It would have been a hat-trick, but I think Salah got an assist that day and, and he, he outscored Manny, which was frustrating. And, and the defenders, Robertson, ranked up a big score that week as well. 
the season before Kane got me 24 and the season before that Aguero got me 27 so nothing spectacular but a lot better than what this season was yeah, yeah. I, I also my I think my captaincies would be the the Theo Walcott one game at thirty eight, and also I think the next year, Giroud scored a hat trick as well, and I put my captaincy on him, and that was yeah that was my most memorable captaincy. And I think my triple captaincy put it on Sanchez that time when both Sanchez and Aguero both scored equally the same points. So I thought I had one over because I think Sanchez played first, but. Yeah, both got. I think that they both get twenty five. So what? Yeah, I think it was twenty five. Yeah, it was crazy. You know that that game week is the last time. That's the last time I've scored over a hundred points in a game week. I think it's four years ago since I've scored a hundred plus, which is crazy. So I'm more of a steady Eddie. You know, I don't get massive massive game weeks, but I think it was something like a hundred and seventy eight that week, and I haven't Hmm. gone over a hundred since. Wow! 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 Amazing. Um, right, let's uh, let's move it on then. So, next question is from uh, an entity abroad saying, "Interested to hear, they are already thinking about players for next season. Are there any players that would be in your teams, no matter what, no matter the cost?" Prince Abdullah, go to you first. I don't think you can say, uh, despite of the cost, you have to look at the fixture list. But having said that, uh, maybe Kane will be priced down, and then you will be a must. But mm-hmm. if he's priced high, I don't think he'll be a must. Uh, I, I think you need to look at the prices because if you look at this year, I think it's one of, like, there are so many good players. I don't think that there is a template team now anymore. So it depends on the pricing. I, I think it's, uh, I mean, you have like 10, now maybe 10 or 15 good midfielders. You don't have as much as good forwards. So maybe if they move Marshall forward. Uh, so it's too early. I don't, I don't see anybody who's a must, but... Uh, I have to look at the prices. Yeah, it depends on prices. What about you then, Mark? Yeah, I think I agree. I mean, this season, this feels like it's been going on forever. It's almost almost 12 months long at this stage. So it's it's been a bit of a grind recently in the last couple of weeks. So I, to be honest, I'm just looking forward to getting this one done, have a bit of reflection for a couple of weeks, and then, like Abdullah, just wait until the prices come out because it's very easy now to sit down and say, I'm going to have Trent, I'm going to have KDB, I'm going to have Jimenez, but we all know what happens. You know, the prices go up and it's very hard to build a, a game week one team. So I think until we get those prices, until we get those fixtures, I'm just going to chill and just enjoy the rest of the season. Well, let's move on to some personal questions now then. So a couple for you, Prince. Um, so we've got one here, Rodney at FPL Dave one It's saying, ask him what happened with his McBurney prediction earlier in the season. Did he stick with him? Now, okay, Prince, uh, myself and the FPL General both run a podcast and we have to be accountable for our picks on the pod and we will get slated on the Twitter. So you almost deserve this because in terms of the numbers, he's been bad. I said, mark my words. I I went to the the podcast. I said, mark my words. You'll have between nine and ten goals Mm -hmm. from that point till the end of the season. He had, he had, from that point, he had five goals and one assist. And there is still one game to go. So he, that's six uh, uh, returns. So if he scores two goals, I'll miss why by one. It wasn't a very bad prediction. So, yeah. what, you're say, so what you're saying is he's, he's guaranteed a hat-trick on the final day. Yeah, okay, bring him in. I'll a podcast next week. <laughs> you, have to put him, uh, you have to put him in your free hit team now. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe I'll put him in my free team. I mean, I haven't put my free team 
because of what Guardiola said. I was really relieved that Guardiola said that uh, uh, he will play everybody the next two games. So maybe we'll have a, an idea who who the three set players which I should pick for. Because I know that I will have three set players, Manchester City, but I don't know which three. So whoever start the week uh, next tomorrow against Watford, maybe will not be in my team. Uh, I know mm-hmm. that David Silva probably will be my in my team because it's his last game. Maybe they will give him penalties. Maybe he will. He will. Uh, but the other two, I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. So the one thing I was going to mention as well, you did. You did say because uh, I I asked you, would you put money on it for him to finish on nine to ten goals and. And then he said, I would transfer him. So are you transferring out uh, McBurney after just scoring six goals and one? Are you going to transfer him out of uh, Sheffield United? I mean, so there's still one game to go. And uh, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll choose to forget about that one. <laughs> it costs us a lot of money to transfer him out. <laughs> yeah, and sure. you know what? I'll give you a prediction which I will never change. He will be in my team starting uh, next year because I think... Ooh. Uh, our defense will be priced out. I mean, they'll be so expensive. So I think I will go uh, for uh, like offense with Sheffield. <coughs> I think they will be underpriced. McBurney, maybe Mousset. Uh, uh, like all our forwards will be underpriced. So I, I think... 4.5? Yeah. If he's, I'll, McBurney will be in my team week one. Okay. I'll hold you to that. Told me to that. Yeah, you remember. Um, also, we've got another question here. I heard that he watches matches on six different screens at the same time. Is that true? Now, for the um, uh, visual watches uh, on YouTube, I will put up a, uh, a picture of your six screens all dotted around your one massive screen. So, obviously, that is true. And you do that on a, on a link from... Was it from your house in Beverly Hills? Is that it? I, I, I have this system called Tavant where you can like tile the screen to many screens. So actually, I, I do have six screens in my house in Los Angeles and in Riyadh. And uh, I can watch 10 games at a time. That's like the last game of the year. I watch all like Sunday, next Sunday. If you're in my house, you can watch all 10 games. You know, I'm not into anything luxury. I'm not into cars, watches, anything. But when it comes to Premier League and watching Premier League, I'm all in. It's the life. It's the life, isn't it, Mark? It's like prior. You got your priorities right. I mean, nothing. Mm. Nothing's more luxurious than watching ten Premier League games at the same time. <laughs> got the concentration and the clicking on live fpl.net constantly and seeing where you are. And oh, God. that's what I mean. That that is what life's all about. <laughs> Guys, maybe someday I should FaceTime both of you, and I can, you can watch the games. I have all ten games for you, and uh, like yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, this brings me to you then, Mark, on your, obviously, your full-time FPL. We had a question here, Josh Paxman, at Josh Paxman, he's going to be one of the new hosts for the surgery. What does a typical week look like for someone whose full-time job is FPL? Do you want to explain that one? Yeah, that's a good question from Josh, and a, and a great, great guest. You're a great, great person to fill your shoes as well on the podcast, mm. top manager. I met him a few times in, in London at, at the meetup, so... Looking forward to that next season. So what is a typical week like for me? I had to I had to really think about this and write it down because my schedule is all over the place most weeks. But typically, so my, my wife is a, is a primary school teacher. So I take her to work most days about 8 o'clock in the morning and I pick her up again about 4, half past 4. So I try and work around her. So I'll be home half past 8. So I'll work usually from about 9 until 4 on the laptop. And then once she calls me to come and get her, I'll shut it down and try not to do anything in the evening. So... 
I try and take a Wednesday off as well because as much as I try and switch off at the weekends and spend time with her, I mean, there's football on the telly all the time, so you never switch off from FPL on a Saturday and a Sunday. So I try and take the Wednesday off as much as possible. Start of the week is really watching the games that I've recorded from the weekend, watching match of the day, looking at the stats, um, interacting with patrons, you know, recording some ITS podcasts for them. Tuesday, I record my own 59th minute podcast. When when it's a regular season, I record it on a Tuesday. Obviously, it's been all over the place these days. Interacting with patrons on Slack and WhatsApp. So I've got 100 WhatsApp patrons. So that's quite time consuming. So it's having you know, daily conversations with most of those people, you know, about FPL strategy and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Quiet Duh- day and Wednesday. Doherty just got an assist. Who got an assist? Doherty. Yes. Who scored the goal? Uh, I think, not Jimenez for sure. I did like, see how, it wasn't Jimenez. That's, I don't care if it wasn't Jimenez. Yeah. So that's quite quiet day on Wednesday, and then Thursday is usually a, a day of writing. So I do my uh, athletic article and my you know fantasy football hub article usually on a Thursday. And then Friday, I I gather I follow the press conferences to put those together for patrons as well. All the important team news information, any quotes from the managers. Usually on a Friday afternoon as well, I Skype into Fox Asia in Singapore. It's the John Dyke Show, so I do about a half an hour every Friday there as well, which is always good fun. A Q&A for The Athletic on a Friday usually as well and, a, and, a, and another Patreon podcast. And I do I do a couple of hours on a Saturday morning as well, say half nine to half 11, just before the deadline. Just again, WhatsApp, patrons, Slack and all that kind of stuff. And once the deadline comes, I take a deep breath and just enjoy the weekend then as much as possible and, and try not to switch the laptop back on until until Monday morning. So that's really that's really the structure of my week. And, you know, it, it sounds, you know, when you're full-time FPL, you Is think it? you have all the time in the world to do it, but... Like I say, stuff like WhatsApp, it's very time consuming. So, you know, like when when you're having fun, time flies by and, and the time really does disappear. Yeah, it sounds like a really busy, busy week. No wonder you don't message me back straight away <laughs> <laughs> after yesterday. Where were you? You were traveling yesterday. So yeah, we're coming back from Ireland yesterday. So I had a, had a good excuse yesterday. Yeah, there you are. Yeah. Um, well, we'll move back to you then, Prince. So we've got a load of other questions here. I'm going to drop one on you. So Andrew Ferguson at uh, Fergie222 from FF Hub is saying, is fantasy football played and chatted about much at the club? Do they have a Sheffield United mini league? Uh, I don't know, but I know that the players know about it. Like when uh, when I met the players in Dubai, I think uh, <laughs> I chatted with Lundstrom about uh, fantasy. So they know about it. They are aware about it, but I don't know if they, if they play or not. And when uh, Sharp uh, signed his new contract, it was... Uh, uh, I sent him a, a WhatsApp and uh, I had him on my team in, uh, after the, in the double week uh, after the restart. I told him, you better score now. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't. So well, he, he, did. came, he came close. Actually, he played very he well. He did, yeah. Uh, yeah. The post once, and he almost scored another time. So I was happy with him. But uh, so I, sometimes, uh, yeah, I WhatsApp some players. Uh, you better do well this week. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, going back on the on the podcast that we had the interview on, you said that McBurney would do well. So I thought, right, I'm gonna mark your words on this one, and okay. I'm gonna put him in my free hit. Ten goals. He had six offensive returns. Come on, you can't be. And I know, but he's he didn't score them in that free hit week, and yes, just, yes. I, but just I painful. He had that I was not going to get him. I, I, yeah, was, I, I was. I, I'm getting sharp. You yeah. didn't have to get Ozil, and I I got Ozil, and he didn't start. He didn't give me score me one point. He was in the bench for the two games. <laughs> yeah. 
Still going to hurt. Still going to hurt. I'm going to come back to you now, um, Mark. So we've got one here from the Hitman on Slack saying, uh, compare how you handle your bad game weeks versus the general. So he's mentioned that I'm uh, quite easy going when it comes to a bad game week. What about you on a bad game week? Yeah, I think I think he's he, I think he's picked up that I maybe I'm not as bubbly on on a podcast the week after I have a bad one. I haven't really noticed it myself, but. It, it probably is true. I think I think anyone who takes fantasy seriously, if you have to record a podcast after a bad week, it's very it's a very hard thing to do. If you're if yeah. you're if you're pissed off about how things have gone, you've got to try and sound upbeat about the next game week, even if things have gone wrong. So um I used to be really bad after a bad game week. I used to let it affect me too much. You know, maybe it would affect some of my decisions then the following week. But I've kind of trained myself to deal with it a lot better. I, I'm very good now at just enjoying the game for what it is. I mean, even last season, I was 500k, and I was still, you know, posting on Twitter regularly and making fun out of myself. And I think that's the most important thing. You can't, you can't take it too seriously. Even if things are going badly, you know, it's only one season. A new season comes around very quickly, and you can, you can bounce back and, and have your best one ever. So yeah, it's very important not to have. You know, it's very important to deal with bad game weeks well. I think it's one of the most important things about FPL. Switch it off for a couple of days. Come back on Thursday or Friday with a fresh mindset. Then you won't make bad, you know, knee-jerk transfers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to come. Uh, last question for you, then, uh, Prince. So, from Late Riser Twelve, who will be on the podcast on Thursday, does he take into account anyone's advice while making his FPL decisions? I used to do that a lot, but this year I decided just to do it like uh, myself. And uh, if I do bad, I just uh, feel like uh, mad at myself. And uh, I, I watch all the, like, I, I listen to both of your podcasts, really. I, I don't miss any of them. And uh, I watch some of the YouTube, like Fantasy Fix YouTubes, but at, uh, to get mainly information. But usually I, like, whatever team, like, I will choose my captain as soon as the week open, like, uh, like uh, for next week. And usually I don't let myself change it unless there is a new information. And uh, so you, that's, I mean, I listen to everything, but I usually do with, with my own opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to be. Um, right, come back to you then, Mark. Question here from another Mark. Mark H from our Slack is saying, do you feel having your own podcast and giving FPL advice has affected your own individual FPL performance? Yeah, well, definitely, 100%, especially last season. I think people like myself and yourself, James, you know, doing... When you have to be accountable, as you say, and when you have to come back week after week, whether things are going well or things are going badly, uh, it does make things, it brings its own pressure in a way, I think. Mm. Especially, you know, if you're very active on social media, on Twitter as well, you know, everyone is watching your every move and you, you do feel that in a way. And it, even, I think, even without knowing it, it probably affects us. You know, we probably make certain transfers, you know, maybe safe transfers, where whereas maybe if we were, a, you know, a nobody with, you know, no podcast, no Twitter account, just playing the game ourselves. Maybe we'd be a bit more brave with certain decisions, captaincy decisions and all that kind of stuff. But I think I've always been a very safe, boring manager anyway. So I would like to think that, you know, the podcast and the Twitter doesn't affect me too much. I think it probably did last season. I probably did let things affect me too much. I was just spending way too much time, you know, talking about FPL to people. And when it came to a Friday, I didn't know my, my brain was fried. Yeah. yeah. So I've addressed that this season, you know, put a limit on how many WhatsApp patrons I have and stuff like that. It's, it's definitely made a big difference. Yeah, no, I, I totally feel that. I mean, I suppose the, the hard thing about your 
particular podcast is it? it's all on you whereas I always have great guests like yourself and the Prince etc so a lot of people are following them and you know I've had uh, Stefan on as well and a lot of people are following his team so I think it's easier for me than it is for you um, I do try not to I mean I'm having a terrible season this season but I, I try not to let it affect me in any way what I decide and I don't feel like it does but you know subconsciously it still might so yeah so. I have a question for Mark is it a disadvantage to post your team you, you always send your team before the deadline I think it's uh, if everybody sees your team it's 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 it's, it's a disadvantage to you or not I only do it. Um, I only share my team with with the Patreon subscribers. I don't do it on on Twitter. So I always wait just one minute after the deadline on on Twitter because I don't like to share it. I don't mind sharing it with maybe you know a couple of hundred people, but I don't want to share it with you know a hundred thousand people. So, um, but it doesn't. That doesn't really affect me. I think at the end of the day, you know, it's my team. I, I do have some issues sometimes at the start of the season, maybe first three or four weeks, where I'll have some people who will just copy every single transfer. But it's very easy for me to track those people, and I just send them a message and say, "Listen, you know, this is not what what Patreon's about. I don't want you to just copy everything that I do. You know, I want you to become a better manager, make your own decisions. And we just have a discussion, and usually, most of the time, it's fine. And then they stop. So, no, I, it doesn't it doesn't bother me to share it because uh, it's up to other people. Then, you know, I think most people, most patrons, they they'll do their own thing anyway. I think they like to see the team, but most of them will still they're like you. They'll, you know, they'll do their own thing at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. Great answer. So, right. Okay. I think we're done with the questions now. Thank you for all your questions, listeners. Let's move on to the players for Game Week 38. So now you're on free hit, Abdullah. Mark, you are not. But uh, who are the must-haves for this game week? Come to you first, Prince. I I'm thinking about all the players who are competing for uh, the Golden Boot. So maybe I'll have Salah. Maybe I'll have Obaba Yang. Maybe I'll have. Uh, uh, Ings, but I don't. I don't want to have Ings because he plays Sheffield United, so maybe he's out of my. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, David Silva, I think if it's his last game, yeah, I think he'll be in my team. I think you'll have to. It will be three City players, as I said. I'll wait for the Watford game to decide what three City players. I like also, uh, uh, maybe bring Antonio because they play Aston Villa. West Ham will play Aston Villa at home, and I don't. Maybe I'll bring West Ham also defense. So maybe Cresswell. Uh, I haven't put my team yet, but uh, I'll do that Friday and Saturday, and then I'll cl- like be stuck in my office, uh, close the door, and read Twitter and make final just mm-hmm. before the deadline. <laughs> yeah, that, that's sometimes probably a good idea. Like if you're free hitting, do all your discussions in your groups, in your Slack groups and Twitter groups and things early. And then I, I think maybe you should set two teams, like one team that you want and you're looking at and that's like a safe pick. And then t- uh, then choose another team with players that you would only choose if you get that early team news, which we might get. And then just have them ready, but don't let things on Twitter, like you say, affect you as, as much. Um, because, yeah, it could all go wrong if you're letting things last minute affect you. Um, what about you then, uh, Mark? Any must-haves for this game week? I think the only the only must-haves, I think, are, are three City players. And again, we won't really know who they are until we see how they line up against Watford. Like you say, hopefully we get that early team news, which which would really help those on free hit or, or anyone who has a triple captain or anything like that left. But the must-haves are only Man City. Um, and then I think free hit, if you're on free hit in 38, it depends what scenario you're in. So 
I mean, if you're like Prince Abdullah and you're having an amazing season, you're probably going to stick to the regular, you know, high-scoring players, the popular picks. Uh, I think if there's going to be a lot of people on free hit who are, you know, way behind in their mini league, they're, you know, maybe outside where they want to be in overall rankings, and you've got to go for it in that case. You know, I've seen a good tweet from Trigger Lips today on, on Twitter, you know, a very experienced FBL manager, and it's just about... There's no point on your free hit, you know, going for Salah, going for Ings, going for all these players that everyone else is going to have. If you need to make up ground, it's one week. It's the last game of the season. Go for those players that no one else is going to have. You know, you can, there's differentials in every team. You know, you can still focus on the teams who have something to play for. But, you know, there's there's examples, you know, people, people are going to go for Trent Alexander-Arnold. You know, why don't you go for, for Gomez or Van Dijk? Just little things like that and, and just change it up. Because if you're... If you're going to catch your mini league leader, or if you're going to make up, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 places in the rankings, you've got to do something different and you've got to pick a differential captain as well for the final day. So that's my advice. Go for it if you need to. Who's your biggest differential? Biggest differential? Uh, Come back to me. I'm going to open up the website here. (laughs) What about you, um, Prince Abdullah? Biggest differential for this game week? Mm, uh, Let me look at their ownership. Uh, you mentioned Silva. Was he one which you, you're definitely having in? Yeah, Silva is only 7%, so maybe Silva. Yeah. Antonio is 4%. A good example of what I was saying is Abdullah mentioned uh, Mikel Antonio. So West Ham play Aston Villa at home. So I think a good example there is go for Jared Bowen instead of, hmm. of Mikel Antonio. You know, if you're looking yeah. to make up ground, 0.3%, I think, ownership. Antonio's up at 4.1%. So, I mean, on his day, uh, Bowen can easily outscore Antonio on his day. So, there's just there's there's a shout for the final day, Jared Bowen. Yeah, I've got some stats up here from the FF Hub um, website just on how Antonio for um, expected FPL points is actually top with Salah just behind. But, yeah, I do like his shout with Bowen. He has been playing quite well as well. Um, right, so what about your free hit team? We, I, I, I made you put together a free hit team for us, didn't I? Uh, so I'm just going to bring that up for the... You're a cruel, you're a cruel man making someone who doesn't have a free hit put a free yeah, hit team I bet, together. Yeah, I bet you it did hurt. <laughs> yeah, I knew it would be. Yeah, so talk us through who you've got here. I've got it up on the screen. Yeah, so it's there's, a, there's not very many changes. So I think this is another key point. You know, it goes back to what I said earlier about a wild card. When you play a wild card, you, f- you feel like you need to make loads of changes. But if I was on a, on a free hit in 38, there's quite a few players I would keep. So I would keep Pope. I would keep Aurier as well, who's been doing well for me. I think they can get another clean sheet. Uh, Bruno Fernandes and Martial would also stay, as would Gabriel Jesus uh, for Man City. So the new guys will come in. So it will be Pope and goal, Van Dijk, Aurier and Tarkowski at the back. Uh, the two United guys in midfield, along with David Silva and Sterling. And then it would be Jesus, Danny Ings, as much as it would pain me to bring him in, and Harry Kane, who's in good form going into the final day. So that would be again, that's more of a team, I think, if you're if you if you are where you want to be, and it's probably no good to you if you're wanting to make up fifty thousand places on the final day. So um captaincy then again, I, I think it's got to be a Manchester City captain. And hopefully we can predict who's going to start, you know, after the Watford game or hopefully some early team news and, and that can make the decision. I like David Silva as well. Abdullah mentioned him. You know, like 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 he said, I think he could, if they get a penalty, I, I think he would step up and take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been playing well anyway. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't look like, you know, a player who should be leaving the club. 
know, I would love to see him stay for another year. Um, he's been on fire in the last couple of games. He just looks as good as ever. So if, I think if he starts against Norwich, he should get 10 plus points. Not not against Arsenal in the FA Cup, though. He wasn't that good against yeah. You had to get that one in, didn't you? You've been waiting did, all season for a I, I, result like that. Well, I've also been waiting to um, say to Prince Abdullah, I mean, he told me on the last podcast that I would go home very sad after the Sheffield United beat Arsenal 1-0 when I went up there. But how are you feeling, uh, Prince, after Arsenal sneaked past you in the FA Cup? Without our fans. I think if we had our fans in the stadium, you would have had another drive, sorry, drive back home. But anyway... <laughs> I guess we'll never. I guess we'll never know. Hey? Um, well, one which I, I did notice, um, Mark, is that you've got Kane in there, and a stat which I noticed from Twitter from Adam Hopcroft. He's saying uh, looks good, but four out of the six goals since he's returned have been on the counter attack. And Palace in the last game, they don't really allow counter attacks, do they? What, what are your thoughts over him over Aubameyang, who are both priced the same? Yeah, I've seen that tweet from Adam. I think it's a, I think it's a good point. I think it, it, Palace are always a tough team to break down, mm. but I don't think they've been as good recently. Uh, I think Sacco's been pretty poor in the last few games as well. So, I think for me. I think the thing for me with Kane and Aubameyang is they're two players that I don't like in FPL because of their price. And I like the cheaper strikers. Um, but when it comes to a free hit, I think both of them are, are ideal for a one-week punt because Kane's got the penalties. You know, he's coming off back-to-back braces. Spurs yeah. are, you know, have been better recently as well. Um, Aubameyang, he, he hurt me a few times this season, so that's probably why I haven't included him here. But I, I just watched the highlights today of that FA Cup game. You know, scored a brace. He could have had one or two more as well in that game. So I think he's gone into the final day looking good as well. So I think I think if I, if I redid this team and if I was on a free hit, I probably would actually go Aubameyang over Harry Kane looking into it in a bit yeah, more detail. I've got the stats of um, how Aubameyang uh, yeah, Aubameyang and Kane have been getting on since the restart uh, actually since game of 32 it's since... Watford isn't it is it Watford on the final day for Arsenal yeah uh, yeah, yeah Watford yeah. the managerless Watford so, um, so there's a stats comparison here between Kane and Aubameyang it just kind of shows people how close it actually is at the moment um, Aubameyang winging on shots on target uh, so far so yeah interesting uh, for me I would definitely go Aubameyang what about you Prince which one out of the two Kane and Aubameyang I thought Aubameyang he's uh, competing for the top scorer the best, yeah. uh, I think Watford uh, if they t- if, uh, if they get a draw against City they're uh, they're they're guaranteed to not to get relegated, right? They're, they're, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm. It's close because I think probably they'll play the game and they need to tie to to not to get relegated because if Bournemouth win, maybe Bournemouth will stay in. So it will be tough. But I think I'll go with Obama and over Kane. I yeah. think. Um, I think after everything we've said on this podcast, you know, you can weigh up Harry Kane and versus Aubameyang, you know, for hours and hours. But we all know McBurney's going to outscore both of them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no I mean trick apparently yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> both McVinney and Captain him how about that, that give me out, out of the hook with you guys yeah if you do that <laughs> you've got big cojones if you do that <laughs> what about um, I've sent you Mark's team obviously uh, Prince uh, his F, um, free hit team well, how would you critique that? Anyone you don't like? Anyone you, you think he's missing you from that? I, I have uh, I have the pop in my, uh, but I I have uh, like really strong feeling that uh, Burnley will not have a clean sheet. Not okay. They will not. So maybe I'll go with Martinez. 
I will have Trent Alexander for sure. I like his team. I like Jesus. I think if he doesn't play against who they're playing tomorrow, I think he will be maybe even captain candidate. Yeah, don't be too polite. Drill, drill into his team. In, in my, in one big thing missing from my team is a is a Liverpool midfielder. So Abdullah, you'll probably go for Salah, will you? Uh, uh, Salah is in my team for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's two goals, I think, of the uh, top scorer, right? And Vardy, he didn't score, and I think he has a tough game. He, they play Chelsea, right? Who, who did? Uh, who does they play? Uh, Leicester play Man United and Chelsea Man Wolves, I think, isn't it? Man United. So. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't. I will not have Vardy in my team for sure, and I will have uh, Salah in my team. What about captaincy? You, you captain Salah, or will you go for a Man City player? Do you think? I will. If uh, if uh, Jesus doesn't start against Watford, I may captain him. Otherwise, yeah, like it's either Salah or uh, Obama Young or Sterling. All good picks, yeah. Sa- Salah's uh, four goals off. Um... Top goal scorer. Jamie Vardy's on twenty three, and he's oh, on nineteen. Have the Chelsea game, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. So I've I've captained him in that game. So yeah, I am hoping for goals as well. So yeah, I guess we will see. Okay, uh, I can I can see why you've gone Burnley defence though with their race for the Golden Glove as well. I know Wood's been quoted that um, they will try their hardest to keep a clean sheet for Pope. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Do you know what though? I think I agree with Abdullah. I think this will be the week everybody gets Pope. Everyone gets two or three Burnley defenders on free hit, and then. Brighton will score. So mm-hmm. I think I do like the Martinez shout. Um, you know, Watford, no manager. It's hard to see them getting anything against Arsenal. So I think he may be the better shout for, for the for the final day. Yeah, he's playing well. And if they so playing really better now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And Martinez he's a very good goalkeeper, actually. I was surprised to when I've seen he's him. He's a good shot stopper, yeah. yeah. I mean if Arsenal don't play well, you can see him getting saves, whereas if they do play well, then you can see him getting a clean sheet. So. Yeah. There's pluses on, on both there. Okay. Um, Why do you still have Marshall and Fernandez in your team? Don't you think that the Leicester game will be like not not very easy game? I I I'm I've got Rashford as well, so I've got three of them. Um and oh, it doesn't free hit. Ah, for a free hit. Yeah. I, again I think that that was a very quickly put together free hit team. So I went from three Manchester United players to two in that one. I just think I think Bruno Fernandes is is just almost an auto pick for any team, whether it's a free hit team or or just a normal team. And I just think Martial offers so much value as well out of position. And I the thing for me, I, Leicester have been really poor. I mean, if if they're going to have Ryan Bennett, Wes Morgan, and the young guy uh, playing left back again, I think Manchester United could beat them quite easily going by by the Spurs game. So yeah, I, I think I would still have two of them. Okay. Okay. But right. Maybe, maybe um, that's just me being a Manchester United fan. So. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, we're gonna move off now because I am dying for a piss. So we're gonna move off for the Iceman's piss break. So be right back. Okay. 
Okay, and welcome back from the Iceman's piss break. We're going to do traptains now, so transfers and captains. I'll come to you first, Prince, because we know you're on free hits, so you're going to make loads of transfers, but who do you reckon your captain's going to be for this week? As I said, I think uh, if it's City player, I will wait uh, to see who would not play against uh, Watford. Hmm. If I don't like any of the City players, then I'll go with Salah. Okay, fair. And Mark, who are your transfers and your captain? Yeah, so I've got two free transfers, so I've left myself pretty flexible, and I, I really haven't thought about it yet. I'm just going to have to wait and see how the rest of Game Week 37 goes. I think my transfers will be heavily based around Man City. I've got KDB, Foden, and Jesus. So let's, you know, if, if Foden plays in Game Week 37, I'll probably be worried about them for Game Week 38, and it'll be probably a matter of switching to Mares or David Silva. I think captaincy for me as well will be a Manchester City player, so... I'm really banking on early team news, you know, make make transfers in the last 15 minutes and, and deciding captains again as well. So it's all about Man City for me in game of 38 against Norwich. Yeah, that's good shouts. And obviously we've seen your free hit team, which you provided, but that will probably change, as you mentioned, as well as uh, the Princes will. Um, but I'd, lo- I'd like to thank you both on. I think it's been a great podcast. Uh, thank you for coming on, Prince. It's been great to have you. Thank you. I'm very happy, I mean, to be with you in podcast where I'm leading both of you. I think that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, love that. And thank you, Mark. Thank you, FPL General. You've been great to have you on as well. Cheers for having me, James. I just want to say as well, James, on behalf of on behalf of everybody in the FPL community, I want to thank you for all the podcasts over the last couple of years. Oh, I mean, you. it was one of the first one of the first ones I ever went on as a guest before I ever had my own one. So I think you'll be sorely missed. So I just want to say thanks for, thank, for everything you've you provided and best of luck to you and your message for the future as well. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, if you want to follow the Prince, his Twitter handle is Saudi49er. So it's Saudi and then the 49er. And uh, FPL General is at FPL General on Twitter if you want to follow them. So again, thank you for coming on, guys. It's been great. If you liked what you heard today and would like to support the podcast, please do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. You can check, check out our website at fplsurgery.com. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Reddit and Twitter, FPL Surgery. Uh, and this will be released on YouTube, so just search FPL Surgery on there. And if you'd like to email me, it's info at fplsurgery.com. So good luck in your game weeks, everyone, and up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Let me close the door. Let me just close the door. (laughs) There's an outtake.